Oh, still zoomed in. Uh, <laughs> this is unanimous indecision, and we totally know what we're doing. I'm Joshua Troop, and I'm joined by the legendary, the the whiz of Rocket League Heat Seeker. <laughs> uh, Ian Mondo. Hey, uh, the, I mean, I don't lovely intro. I mean, we like we just had the Academy Awards, and um, I was surprised you didn't get called up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the the reason I didn't is because usually they want you to be there if you're going to get uh, called up for something, and I, I just didn't show up. So yeah, but usually they'll have like someone else go to claim to your reward. It. You know, I don't have money to do that. I don't. I can't pay someone to. <laughs> no, to no. I mean, like sometimes they just pick pick a different actor. Oh, interesting. You know? like, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, that was really rude of them. I don't know why they didn't. I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna have to talk to someone. Yes, uh, that is that. the only thing the Oscars did wrong this year. Uh, no. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we are reviewing Mortal Kombat today. But before I get into that, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us uh on podcast form or whatever i just want to remind you that there's two ways you can find us one is podcast form apple podcast spotify wherever podcasts are sold for free the other form is live on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision where you can uh comment and join the conversation while it's happening that is what live means you you can join the conversation i'm defining it here i've been being live wrong this whole time <laughs> i thought i meant something entirely different i'm always live but never communicating exactly exactly and uh and then the structure of the show is that we usually talk about a movie of the week this week it's mortal Kombat, and then we get into this past week's movie news which there isn't a ton of so i'm sure we'll just ramble about a bunch of other random stuff as we've been doing so uh you're rambling i i think we'll make it fit i think we'll make it work yeah, and uh, we did our first non-movie-related stream last night, and it was just okay. I'll try not to oversell it. And so with that, we will jump into You're not going to talk Kombat. about what the non-movie yeah, no. stream was? Okay, oh. wow. <laughs> For those listening who, has, who have no idea what happened, good. <laughs> I mean, nothing happened, but uh, yeah, uh, we, yeah, we played some Rocket League, just wanted to do something else. Right. But... Uh, yeah, that actually, before we even get into the movie, uh, that frustrates me so much. Not the street, but the setup for the stream. So this is like your your free week, right? Right. Right. This is your free week. And I, since Monday, just immediately, I mean, I my workload so hard. <laughs> my workload has like kind of increased over time in this past month because we're working towards stuff. But like at my primary job yes i have one of those uh, <laughs> uh but yeah this week oh my gosh i've been working so much and it's so and it, it like i understand it i knew it was coming it, it didn't blindside me i knew it was gonna happen it just the part that really sucks is that it coincided with the week that you're free completely I've and and like before you started school we used to hang out all the time and so it's been reduced and then uh but yeah, and then it still doesn't matter. So uh, <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, what's uh like? What's your okay? What is your average work day? Like, how long have you been working these past few days, past week? Oh, I, I was like, average is eight hours. What are you talking about? <laughs> your average um, recently? No, yeah. I mean, these last two days, I worked twelve-hour days basically. Um, so and, and here on my fun, end, but... my daily schedule is I should probably spend like thirty minutes packing at some point today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, 
after I finish this stream, I'll probably like eat dinner and then get back to get work. Back to work. <laughs> Cause I still that's, have a few more things to do tonight. That's brutal. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. Do you at least feel like a sense of accomplishment when you get a, get a task done when you like, yes, a hundred percent. And like, that was something I did today is that I like made a very itemized list so that I could actually feel accomplished without getting some little <laughs> things done. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm just doing a ton of stuff, which is, it's cool. I, I mean, I enjoy it. Um, working my well, butt off. Glad but, uh, you this is a nice break that yeah, I needed. Um, and so let's get into the movie we watched this week, which is your most anticipated movie of the year, Mortal you, Kombat. <laughs> you keep you've you've been like <laughs> building this up for the past like week or only two. because you weren't able to defend yourself last week. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't here to defend myself. So you're like, man, this is his favorite movie. This right. is, he lives yeah. and breathes Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um the movie was better than I expected. Okay, there we go. There's something. So greatest movie of the year. Not however, <laughs> however, the decade. I'm gonna I'm gonna put an Century. asterisk on that. Uh, my expectations were real low. Yeah, I, I was expecting why. this to be. I don't know why you had such low expectations, man. I just, man, I don't know. I don't. I didn't think they could get a uh, a store out of it. And well, I was kind of right. Uh, I don't think the story was was the best for this. It was. I don't know. What were your thoughts first? Before we I don't know. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I agree. It's not, it's not perfect. It's not, it's, this movie's not going to win an Oscar. <laughs> um, it's not even the greatest video game movie ever made, but I think it's up there. I think it's a contender. I, yeah. I think it was really solid. I mean, you get all of these character introductions, you get all of these fan servicey moments done, like almost flawlessly in my opinion. Were and then, you bringing, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Weren't you bringing up at some point that like you watched a video of all the the actors in this who watched their characters play Mortal Kombat and you're like right. oh and and some of the characters are like I'm sorry but this is not what I did at all or like I don't no no they, it was exactly the opposite really I thought you uh, said that no 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 so what it was is uh so the I don't know the actor's name but the guy who played Sub Zero mm -hmm. uh, they were so what it was is like seven out of like the ten main actors um were watching. AI Mortal Kombat. I think it was Mortal Kombat X. Might have been 11. I don't know. Um, and they were watching AI play AI. And it was a tournament of all their characters. Okay. And uh, Sub-Zero was watching and he was like, I do that in the movie. And I think the uh, move he's talking about specifically is the ice wall. Okay. I believe is what it was. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's an awesome move. That's cool. Um, and even watching the movie... I, I only played Mortal Kombat X very little. I don't know if you ever played any of it. I I um, of any of them. I've I've never owned any of them, but like yeah. when you go to our friends and right, kind that's of, kind so of played, what it was for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I played Mortal Kombat X a little bit, and even just that little bit watching these things, I was like, kind of feels like th these are the kind of moves that you do in Mortal Kombat. Some of them were a bit extra, but a lot of them were like, this is very. I feel like dimensional been, fighting, which fits. <laughs> I feel like I would have liked this better if I had played more of the games, if I was more of a Mortal Kombat yeah. nerd. Um, I don't know. It just, there's a lot of like leaps of assumption. Uh, there was how characters got around. I don't understand like how time happened in this movie. What do you mean? I'm, go go uh, into detail. Okay. 
So, because we see a lot of plane travel we and do. some teleportation, so there's some explanations. Now is, uh, now I can't even think of names. The 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 protagonist, um, uh, Cole. Yeah, when he when he leaves because he's like, you know what, I'm out. Does he teleport out to go to his, be with his family? Yeah, Raiden sends him home. Okay, I didn't see that. I must have I must have missed that. That that was a big of an issue. I think. Uh, I, I will say, I don't know if it's totally on screen, but when we get back to his wife and daughter, there's like a lightning strike outside that you uh, like see the flash. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's definitely there. It's just not, I knew that he returned they expect to the intelligence from the audience, which I appreciate. <laughs> I am not intelligent. Yeah, that's your problem. <laughs> that's, that's my issue. I also didn't quite understand the, the whole idea of the tournaments fighting like First off, you know what? When Cole said, "You know what? They want to turn. They don't want a tournament. Let's give them one." Mm -hmm. That wasn't a tournament, right? They just sent one person to deal well, with each person. Well, it, it was the idea that like they don't want to fight us one on one. They want to gang up on us because in a full team synergy, they're obviously way better. Gotcha. But so if we can take them on one on one, we might have an at least even the odds. Not even mm -hmm. necessarily level playing field. Although it was clearly. Uh, in their favor because not a single one of them lost the one-on-one -on -one fight right now, <laughs> so. it, it was also pretty decisive too it wasn't like one person barely walking away it was yeah. it was pretty decisive right yeah like no one was like injured after any of the fights yeah <laughs> i will say one thing that i appreciated but there's a lot of call callbacks to earlier things said in the movie or earlier a little everything like, had the, really good setup everything was the really attention good to detail i guess the setup and it followed through was really well done um i think i would have liked i think i would have liked this movie a lot more if i knew no known more about the source material that's i think what i'm gonna yeah say about this film. it's really interesting that i don't expect especially video game movies to do this but having played the video games i actually like the universe the movie set up and it made me more interested in the game universe than i ever was when playing the games <laughs> when i was playing the games i was yeah, like yeah i just let's fight and then but watching the movie i was like oh there's so much lore back here because <laughs> <laughs> obviously i didn't play any of the campaigns but right. I'm, I'm sure those that did um like i started surfing the wikipedia pages and i was like and, and i went like three pages deep throughout different mortal Kombat characters and then i was like I don't know if I'm actually interested in retaining this information, <laughs> but I was like, but I'm here, <laughs> but it now lives rent free in my brain. <laughs> yeah. It got me here, but I don't know if I want to keep reading. Uh, I haven't decided yet. I really liked all of the, the one-liners from the show up in the game. Um, that was really cool. It's a little think, corny, but it's like, it is corny. It's great. It is absolutely corny. And I don't think like he's like flawless victory. And I'm like, you would, yeah, you, you wouldn't say that. Flawless victory. There's I, no I, way that you would ever say, if this was not a game, there was no way you would ever say that after that happened. Very true. Uh, uh, but I, like, I respect like, it, it would have to have been used. a tournament to where <laughs> like, someone goes, dude, you just won by flawless victory. <laughs> he didn't land a punch. Um, but yeah, like uh, I do, though, when looking at it, though, I thought it was very interesting because the two main lines, I think, um, I mean, there is a finish them, but I think that's from um, it's from the Cheng guy. Tzu, right? Uh, I forget. I think that's his name. Um, no but idea. but the two other lines are Kung Lao, flawless victory. And then get over here. Uh, well, that's get over here. But that's like a specific scorpion line. 
Okay. Um, and, and it is delivered during that move. So it's great. It is. Um, it's, it's great. <laughs> um, but the other one is, give me a moment. Lit. Nope. What's his name? Um, what's Kung Lao's brother's name? It's LK. It's the office. <laughs> Luke, Luke Kang. Luke Kang. Is so, that right? I have no yeah, idea. yeah, yeah, you're right. So the, the cool thing is Luke Kang is the one that says, um, fatality because that's the thing that gets said after you use like your ultra move to kill someone and it's very cinematic his is the dragon fire i guess i don't remember was there, that. Anyone that, was there and, any ripping of a skull like in the spine out of, out of body in this no isn't that in mortal kombat yes okay that's unfortunate <laughs> it was not in this movie i will oh. say a lot of the the i i think the fatality they did was well they did two i think because i think sonya blades was also a fatality Okay. I could be wrong, but what I want to say about like the corny lines is all the corny lines were said by people who understood everything about the tournament. And I was like, that's really interesting because maybe in their head, they're like, this is what this would be classified in the tournament <laughs> histories. You know, <laughs> like, Dude, they, they've read up on the rule books, man. They're they're I ready. Mean, you have to, right? This is for rule of like Earth and the out. That's true. That's true. You you gotta read up. You're 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 just a filthy casual. <laughs> he, he, they're caught up on all the rules. They know all the loopholes. They can get around it. Whatever. Mm -hmm. They know the game. They're ready. Yeah, no, that, that's a good I, point. I will say my. I, I did have a big problem though, because like about halfway through the movie, they've like been setting up like, oh, there's this tournament coming up and you're meant to fight in it. There's this tournament, this tournament. Like I'd love to see a clip of how many times the word tournament is mentioned. <laughs> and so it very much feels like the third act will be in this tournament. <laughs> but it's and it this. never comes because what the villain is doing is trying to fight before the tournament. And it's like, what? Uh <laughs> And so that to me felt like a little weird. I guess it's somewhat okay because of Cole's whole thing of like, they don't want a tournament. Let's give them one. But did, it is like you said, that's not exactly a tournament. Right, right, right. How did Sub-Zero know to take Cole's family to the, the, the gym where he boxes, where he fights? I don't know, but I appreciate that it happened. It was really cool. I liked it being <laughs> full of ice. I liked it. It was dude, very everything. juxtaposed against the first fight. It was, it was great Every, symbolically. Uh... <laughs> But I don't know. <laughs> that place got kind of destroyed in the fight with Sub-Zero, Scorpion, and Cole. And then again, the, the movie, there, it's all like sweeping stuff up, and it looks clean again. The sweeping? Well, I mean, it's just ice. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, like all <laughs> yeah. the broken, all the broken poles. Pillars. Still, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. Also, know. the other thing is, how did Scorpion come back? Okay, yeah, I had a problem with this too. Immediately, like when it happened, while I was sitting there in the movie. Because I was like, was this a Deus Ex Machina? It feels like Deus Ex Machina, right? So what that means this. in terms of storytelling means that uh, basically something gets resolved for the hero almost inexplicably, which is kind of what happened if you don't understand how Scorpion came back, which is where I was when I was sitting in the movie too. I was like, this is a cool fight for sure, but Definitely. how did we get here? And so I do think there was like two lines that I like barely caught. Maybe they don't even exist. Maybe I've made them up now to rationalize it. But <laughs> something that like when Raiden handed uh, Cole the, the, the blade of the chain, um, he's, 
he says something about it and i don't remember the line entirely but i do think it's like the history of your family lives within you and it sounds like metaphorical but maybe it's quite literal that it was the cutting of the blood of cole onto the blade that brought uh, scorpion back so was he brought back and then was like oh i gotta make my way over to wherever this is so i can be ready to fight no i think it brought him back there i don't know okay well so that's possible i know he said he like i don't 100 percent know he crawled his way up from hell to be able to fight. Now I'm assuming that at this point, hell is a different dimension or some, something right. similar to, yeah, it's just, yeah. Um, I don't understand now. I, I don't know the lore behind why he wears a mask. Scorpion. Yes. Uh, I think he only just like this. He only wears the mask after he comes back from hell because like, I think he had, I don't know if he in the lore he technically like always has a skull head now because because I think that might be what it is but this was only a partial covering it was a partial covering he take he takes and it they kind of teased that, the skull head but because because we saw his mouth like unhinge his jaw or whatever when he yeah he goes like full fire. ghost rider yeah he does uh and then he puts it back on to fix his face or whatever yeah but that looks incredibly future futurely technologic. <laughs> uh for him just being a spirit in hell like we get oh the sound effect. The mask? Yeah, his mask yeah that uh, looks incredibly futuristic i mean there's a little bit of supernatural stuff going on i mean there's definitely supernatural stuff but i don't usually equate supernatural and, and technology together yeah it, it's i also like don't the quite understand the purpose of sub-zero's mask in this one i f i could understand how he'll need one in the future but uh <laughs> i mean uh, considering yeah. he's dead <laughs> I, he'll he'll come back his well, so, the, come back. so that's what's really interesting in learning about the characters apparently in the games there's a second sub-zero that isn't him okay. it's just a different one that kind of takes up the mantle and then he eventually comes back as this like shadow and then it's revealed that that shadow is behan and it's sub-zero and then scorpion's like what he's back and <laughs> what okay this is impossible okay. right right um, this is getting out of hand now there are two of them yeah basically uh <laughs> but yeah i don't know i i thought it was pretty cool though to my knowledge i guess cole is a new character uh, i think so do you right. think he'll be unique put in, to this oh for sure put in video games huge now? mistake if you don't right right um i also think like his power might be like one of the strongest powers just like outright what is his power just absorbing so energy? it's yeah it's the it's, the, it's black the Panther suit. yeah it's black panther suit and the idea of absorbing energy to me is like pretty op like like is it heat resistant too does that mean if scorpion just breathes fire it just absorbs that energy it definitely seemed like it could was it just absorb a bit? yeah but but that that is kind of unfair because you have all these characters with overpowered moves in their own right. Like pretty, I think most of these characters are glass cannons, kind of a thing. Like is it blade a, proof? Like does no blade pierce it? Like I don't know. But just imagine like you have all these characters that if he just you just start pummeling him and he just absorbs energy and it knocks it back out. No, I mean that's a hundred percent true that they're all kind of glass cannons, which is kind of how they feel in the game too. I mean like that, they, when you play a match of the game, I mean you played a few like they're pretty short lived. 
They are pretty short lived. And I definitely <laughs> like, feel like they should be glass cannons. This should not be a long like, like you're doing crazy match. stuff. But it's whoever, it's whoever can get off like moves in a crit can chain, yeah. Can chain moves together. And so yeah, it's not meant to be super long lived that if you block you can parry whatever, but oh, that yeah, being I said, I do think this movie would have benefited from every single fight scene being a a tad longer. Because <laughs> um, especially the who does Jax fight in the tournament? I forget. That fight is insanely short. Sonya versus Kano is pretty good. Um, I, I like that they made Liu Kang's what is normally is a two-dimensional fight or uh, like 2D on a screen fight. Like, I mean, especially with Sonya and Kano, she's using her environment to her advantage. Right. I really appreciated that. that. Was That was really nice. Yeah, that was a cool fight for sure. That one was really good. Definitely. Um, also, but yeah, I just wish all the fights were a touch longer. Right. Um, and I wish that like, may maybe you'll go further into this because I, I think you have a problem with the fights in this movie. But uh, I wish the camera didn't feel like it was attached to the fighters like it felt like we were so close to them like they were like here fighting each other and i part of me was just like can we just like step a little bit back so that i can see everything that's going on rather than just a single arm swing so <laughs> i think there's a point to this uh because this and don't the two movies that i can tell the most care like the difference in in the way uh it's shot but they're so related is pacific room one and two yes and, and and so pacific room one it feels very lived in like like you see like you can believably think that, it, that the camera's like on a helicopter or it's someone mm -hmm. running or whatever like it makes sense and in pacific room two the camera's just like flying about getting these like it's trying to keep it's everything weird in, shots it, it's unbelievable like it, it you really feel that it's fake because it just doesn't seem like it's reasonable there's no yeah whatever but that's kind of how i feel about this is that they at least tried to make it realistic like you believably believably it like the camera could be on one of the fighters or it could be yeah. on someone close by it's not just like swooping shots i mean i don't need to believe that the camera like exists but <laughs> i don't need I mean, to believe that i'm standing where the ca <laughs> camera is i just want like a more picturesque shot that involves both of their full bodies rather than <laughs> you want it you want it to go two-dimensional i want it want, to go you, two you, you want to watch them just fighting on the side jumping and, and kicking yeah i mean like we can like pan a little bit during the shots but and like you I, could you could have a mixture of shots but to me it was just like it felt like we were like in the fight rather than <laughs> watching it i don't well, know they made a three-dimensional version of a 2d <laughs> uh, yeah no for sure 2d game but I don't know. I I guess I'm just not that big into Mortal Kombat. It didn't really appeal to me. I think you were right that the camera felt a little bit off. I think I I think they were trying to go for more of a realistic camera. Uh camera Maybe. shot. I don't I don't know. I don't know the technical terms for that. Yeah. But um I don't know. I just I thought the idea of the tournament was weird and they didn't even follow through with it. They broke it at that first chance they got. Yeah, it's like they said the tournament was only like a week out, right? So does that mean the sequels like we're in the tournament. It's here. <laughs> right. I no idea. I mean, I definitely think it's probably going to get a sequel though. For sure. Feeling, There's no uh, way. Right. I mean, unless well, it just absolutely financially flops, but I don't think it is. So it far. did pretty well uh, yeah. with the uh, opening weekend. I was um, struggling to get a theater ticket. Like, 
so this opened the opening weekend was uh about 22.5 million yeah that's pretty i mean it's not great but it's godzilla good. versus kong got 4.2 million wow really yeah that much lower huh yeah the only thing closest in recent uh tommy the, the recent thing well no it was uh, <laughs> demon, demon slayer the movie movie oh. train which and they came out five million they came out like the same week in america so yep, yep. and that got roughly 19 and a half so wow. this this had a really good opening weekend we don't know what its current sales are but its box offices but yeah that's i mean it's definitely doing a good job it it's likely going to get enough uh force behind it to get a sequel I yeah think. i think so um but i i like the story they told it's about cole kind of accepting his family history and accepting kind of accepting his own destiny a little bit i wish um, there would have been a bit of an interaction or realization that scorpion was cole's ancestor yeah that, that was there what i don't think there i don't think it was was yeah. it i mean raiden tells him hanzo hasabi yes yes is your but, ancestor but <laughs> then when he shows up cole doesn't do anything i mean he's fighting i but then think after, it's obvious no no but after the fight he, he he just says um hanzo says in japanese he says like take care of my bloodline right and and he just disappears and cole's like okay let's and go then right. cole We're says done. to raiden hey i thought you weren't supposed to interfere with the tournament which makes perfect sense clearly that last line is in regards to his great grandfather that just showed up right because no. he understands it that that was his great grandfather no, I I don't I don't. It's obviously, a lot more greats, but um, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing I was having trouble understanding at the very beginning of the movie. Is I was like, is he the baby? <laughs> I was like, how long has he been alive for? But then they were like, it's a birthmark, and I was like, is that just something he told them? But he's been alive for like four hundred years. I feel like he would know something is up if he's been so alive for four. If it's a birthmark, okay. Well, my my first thought also was that he was the baby, and that yeah, Raiden is is the name of the the Lord Raiden god. is the Thunder God. Yeah, cool. Um, that Lord Raiden either like just took him out of time or something, or, or took yeah, him something where we kept no. him. In. Okay, but not so. Was it truly a birthmark? Was he born with it? I like think his so. Family? Yeah. Okay. Does that mean that his daughter has it? Not yet. No. So I think the reason I think how it got passed and I guess that kind of means that he had to have been like somewhat of an orphan is the way I'm interpreting it. Unless just the symbol didn't. Appear. He did say he was an orphan. He did say he was. An okay. Orphan. He was an orphan. Yeah. Yes. So the way I'm interpreting it is maybe that. Cause he said like, moment, why does it care about some orphan from Chicago? The moment right Hanzo died, it went to the baby. That's what okay. I'm thinking. Unless it was just that one line of uh, fighters is just gone for 400 years, which could have been possible, I guess. But assuming it wasn't, assuming there always had to be someone, then uh, the moment Hanzo died, it went to the baby because it can't go to Sub-Zero because Sub-Zero already has one. Mm -hmm. So it just went to the baby, it went to his descendant. And then that baby lives its life, dies, and it goes to the next ancestor all the way through. And then because his parents are because he was an orphan he basically it wasn't a it wasn't a birthmark but, but give it gifted him at birth the moment his parents died he got it which is very soon okay. after okay okay so does that mean that is how i'm interpreting i should if, say i'm i'm not an expert on if <laughs> years later uh years down the line 
if he passes away and his daughter's not there, do you think she'll know immediately when he dies because she'll now have a tattoo. She'll have a, an invitation for the tournament. Potentially, but it, I think it also depends on how he's killed, right? Uh, That's true. Because like, if someone, if another fighter kills him, if he's killed by a rando, then the rando becomes. If Joe Chill kills him in an alley, yes, exactly. It's the Joe, Joe Chill, Chill problem. <laughs> Joe Chill is going to be in the next tournament. It's the Joe Chill problem. Um, that is interesting, though, because like if there is only a set amount of like, I guess there's not a set amount of like uh, brands <laughs> because like now Scorpion is alive. So now we had the same amount plus one. I uh, say, so what if there's not enough? Did someone get a buy in the tournament? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they, they, they move on. Um, I don't know. I also wonder kind of how the term tournament works in general, because like there's clearly teams and it's still a one V one fight. So like you can't play yourself. You don't want to kill your buddy. <laughs> uh, I mean, so I guess like they just do like a round Robin kind of thing. Maybe uh, <laughs> that would be, I, yeah, it's a round Robin. And then maybe like, top two from each side fight each other do you know in the <laughs> lore how long it is between each tournament no no idea. okay um because it seemed like and i don't know a, a game's release date that's the <laughs> <laughs> uh it it seems like um the villain the the team leader Shang Tzu, yeah yeah that he had been around for some of, at least some of the other ones like the, he's been around, he's waiting. Potentially like, the previous nine. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of, that was my th interpretation. Uh, but I wanted to go on the short end in case it was just like the most recent one. But I, I figured he had been there the whole time. And he said it only takes one more to finally like rule Earthworld. Um, I'm just kind of curious like how often these things happen. Is this like once every yeah, 10 how years? Or, like, <laughs> has it been more than 400 years since like the last one? Right. Like, did Sub Zero fight in the previous one like sixteen or was was Hanzo? Right, was Hanzo responsible for them losing one a long time ago? Right, right. Like, yeah, I um, I don't know. Um, that's something I kind of wonder because it seemed like. Uh, so Hanzo was speaking Japanese and Bihan is speaking Chinese. Does that mean Bihan is an Earthling, and he's a traitor to Earth? maybe <laughs> who was the guy in this they may have popped up and i just also when this, he but... says fight for the i do i fight for the ling kuei that's so awesome <laughs> um but later when uh when kano hurts one of the the subordinates of the the other team and like the guy who's in the suit yeah cabal the... okay um he seems human he's definitely human he's definitely traded earth no question. okay that's what i that's what i was thinking yeah, because he uh, and, and learning about the characters in my hunt for knowledge, I yeah, that was something I read that Cabal and Kano were like pretty close to each other, and Cabal gotcha. betrayed Kano and then betrayed all of Earth, and then gotcha. Kano betrayed Earth. So they can be buddies again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, now, uh, now either Su Sheng's team is going to need to be revived, or he's going to find some new fighters. But this definitely felt like, it, a, like is a, it Shu Sang or Shusang? I have no Su. idea. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I'm. I'm sorry if I'm, I'm butchering these names. I don't know anything about the characters. <laughs> just watch the movie. I, yeah. I, I'm really sorry about that. Um, but either yeah, he's either got to revive his fighters or find some new ones because right. this movie yeah. definitely felt like a, a setup for. <laughs> I was like, to be at the I was like, he just lost all all his people. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, he's got no one if there's left not for the enough, tournament. Like if there's not enough fight. slots to fill the tournament, you have to play in each of the fights. Yeah, he so, has but, to do every yeah. fight. Oh man. Uh, yeah, it was pretty sad. Kung Lao goes out with a whim, um, but at least he got his flawless victory just before. That also was, I, I think, to me, like the movie wasn't that as a series that a video game series that is known for its over the top gore that has been in lawsuits over it and whatnot there the only shot that i really had a problem with was kung lao's uh killing execution of of the the lady uh, yeah that was the only one that i was like oh gosh this is hard to watch that (laughs) one is and it sits uh, on that scene, man. Yeah, it just sits there. I expected it to cut. A normal, yeah, like movie I, cuts. I expected, and we just hear it. And we see like blood splatter, or something, but no, it was just like, oh man, uh, I didn't need to see this. And then he just picks up the hat, puts it on. He's like, yes, perfect. And it's got all this blood. On. Yeah, I was like, well, I mean, I Listen, kind all of he expected. Is paint a Captain America shield? Uh, Captain America right. shield <laughs> on his hat. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of like, this is how I expected the whole movie to be. And it wasn't. So I guess they can have one moment. <laughs> this movie um, definitely earned its uh its R rating. Yeah, that, so, that one moment is that's it's, it's gore and its prolific use of the the F word. <laughs> yeah. Also like Kano's humor, like I, I think sometimes when people write characters like Kano, it's it's awful. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Obviously, Deadpool kind of falls into that realm and it's probably the greatest example of a success of that kind of character yeah but i liked kano i thought it was fun i thought he developed these interpersonal relationships with everyone where his humor and cynicism with everyone was a little different it definitely was uh i don't know if it was the like australian aspect that made it more more better but (laughs) but uh i don't know he sounded like a believable human being (laughs) It is now a canon in my head that that is just how Australia is. He is Australian <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, it was like rated R version of Captain Boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that was cool. Um, them all unlocking their abilities is cool. Uh, Sonya Blade's story is cool because it's like it's kind of sad that like she's so invested in this, but she's not allowed to fight. But then. Right. By the end of it, she she uh, earns it. She she takes that spot. She um, definitely did. And seeing the joy on her face, or not necessarily joy, but like the, I guess, happiness at success. Which it's like, it's such a tragic thing to me. It's like, well, now you have to go fight in this fight to die. <laughs> bloodlust tournament. <laughs> Lucky you. But it uh, is something, but like. But she was cool. She was cool. And I, I am glad that she got that because if we are talking if you went up to if you saw a woman in our world that was talking like she was you'd be like ma'am you need you need some help like we're gonna so i'm sure that she has had some people that were like real right true if she if she got left behind like if they didn't let her stay and like at least watch them train she has to go back home and just like like she she's the most (laughs) conspiracy theory person who is actually right yeah, she like fully believes in this tournament that actually exists. That actually exists. She's a hundred percent right in this. Um, and we even see like Cole at the beginning, and I guess Kano would be like, Man, "What the crazy. heck are you talking about?" Right, right. Um, and so it is nice that she she does end up getting her invitation. 
yeah that's cool and i'm excited to see more of her i also learned that in my hunt that in future games apparently Jax has a daughter that joins the fight apparently sonia and someone <laughs> um have a kid i think also a daughter that joins the fight um oh sonia and johnny k not johnny cage uh um, gage no it's uh is it gag it's definitely jace jc um this johnny cage is it i mean that was that was no, on it, the is, flyer. it is johnny cage yeah okay. yeah it was either cage or gage that was on the flyer at the end when when cole's like i gotta go i'm to not gonna lie i thought i was wrong because of johnny blaze played by nicholas cage dude when i saw uh, the <laughs> name on the poster that is exactly what i thought i was um, like what why, why gotta go to hollywood cage johnny right. cage if johnny cage isn't played by nicholas cage <laughs> that would be incredible um, but yeah so that was a cool little mic drop at the end that he'll be joining the fight um but uh so i guess just for fun what was your favorite fight in the movie who is your favorite character in the movie and are there any characters that you've played and would like to see or or just like maybe you only played ones that are in the movie anyways and so do i can tell you what about that that? last for the last one i have no idea i don't know any other names i don't know um uh, I don't know enough about the game. I, it's yeah. been like seven years since I've even touched a Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So I, I can't answer the last one. Um favorite fight. Uh I think I'm torn between uh Sonya and, and Kano. Just that the whole yeah. experience in, in her house. I thought There's that a lot was of emotion on that one too. Yeah. And uh and then maybe Scorpion and Sub Zero, kind at of very with, with end Cole's or like, at yeah. the beginning. Yeah, at yeah. the very end. Not, I mean, the beginning was cool. The beginning uh, was I cool. Still think, man. So that's something else because when I this movie did something very interesting, which is they released a seven minute, like. <laughs> so premium. was that just the first seven minutes? Actually? Yes, it's, it's the exact first seven minutes. It opens okay. and it's the, the first seven minutes of the film, um, and. I you said you didn't feel this way. There were so many jump cuts in that, and there were still quite a lot throughout the rest of the film. There were very few fights that, that had extended scenes without cuts in them. Yeah, um, I think it's only the fights, though, right? Uh, and yeah, I think I think yeah. maybe because at first I disagreed with you when you told that to me, but I think that might actually be what I'm describing when I say I just wish the camera could step back a little. Because I feel like if the camera steps back, you don't have to have those cuts, right? You don't have right. to cut the guy throwing the punch to the other side where it connects. Right. If you're zoomed out, you could just see it connect. I think that's definitely part of it. Um, but there, there are so many cuts or if someone getting hit. Like, but it didn't bother me that much, I'll say. I, I took notice of it, for, okay. for sure. Um, so I, I definitely liked the first fight, though. It was, it was interesting to see. I mean, they got to leave room for improvement in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Uh, uh, and then favorite character? Sonya or Jax? Okay, I'm with that. Um, I think my favorite fight was Cole fighting the four-armed dude. That was pretty good. I was thinking about that. I, I really liked that fight. Um, and then the Scorpion Sub-Zero one was cool. Um, 
but favorite character i'm gonna say either i mean it's weird to say cole because he's the main character but um, i I didn't want to say him (laughs) so so like yeah cole's a great character but if not cole um i really did like kano i thought i thought it was done well um because like yeah i I hated him like like i love to hate him that that's the (laughs) where i got with him that was just like oh man he's just a jerk and i really appreciate that (laughs) he was definitely a jerk um, uh, let me think. Is there anything else that something that that I did think was a bit interesting? So when, uh, and I really liked the parallel that Sub Zero like froze Hanzo's family and froze Cole's family, and so oh, when yeah. Hanzo sees that, he's like, "Oh no, not again!" Uh, right, right. And so he uses his fire ability and like shoves it into the ground, and then the family immediately breaks out and they're they're free to go. And I was like, "That doesn't that doesn't seem." <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't I know we're dealing. That worked. I know um, we're dealing with magic and all, but like that doesn't that doesn't seem right. Uh, yeah, I don't quite that. understand that. I feel like this movie could have benefited from just. I think like the fight scenes could have been maybe a bit longer, as you were you were talking about. But I think not cutting away from something that happens so quickly, like see the family, and I'm fine with them like quick thawing, but like right. seeing that effect a bit more mm-hmm. rather than just the family Sit like on it. breaks out and they're they're good to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's I think there's a couple things about the film like that, but. I think the movie would have benefited from that. All right. There you go. Movie should have been 15 minutes longer. Yeah. Uh, an hour long. No. <laughs> um, Maybe two hours longer. I will say characters. Okay. There, there's one thing. <laughs> the character towards the beginning. Towards the beginning. Because I guess it's Sub-Zero at the beginning. But towards the beginning. I don't know whether that's Reptile or Chameleon. Because to me... I don't believe Reptile had chameleon had like invisible powers, but he looked like a reptile like that creature did. Where is this? So in that fight in uh, Sonia's place, when they're uh, fighting the invisible creature. Gotcha. It's very lizard like, right? Yes, it is very lizard like. So I was like, is that Reptile? I don't remember if they Reptile said, had like, camouflage. They even said like send in the lizard or lizard people or lizard yeah. or whatever. But there's also a character, or I guess two characters, that go by the name Chameleon. And I'm like, do do those characters also look like lizards? Which one is this? <laughs> <laughs> who who died? <laughs> I mean, um, if they were gonna make if they were gonna make a a sentient or semi-sentient like fighter creature based off of a chameleon, I feel like, like it could look like that. Yeah. No, for sure. And and And, I mean, like all these characters kind of in like the first games, they were all like human. Like I think Reptile uh, in the first Mortal Kombat was human, but only in his fatality did he reveal he was a lizard person. Mm. (laughs) Is the the four-armed character from from the games? Yes. Okay. They're entire races, yeah. Gotcha. There's like three of them, three or four of them that are big in the games, I guess. Um. But yeah, it was a lot of characters from the first game, a couple from some additional games. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Maybe they'll go some way in chronological order in, in adding them. Um, <laughs> characters that I played that I would be excited to see. Nice. I mean, I played a lot of Sub-Zero, uh, to be honest, mostly because my friend played Scorpion. And you just, if someone's going to play Scorpion, you kind of have to play Sub-Zero. Right, right, right. Like, I mean, that's, um, that's just how you, how you do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the Bihan Hanzo battle you know you gotta do it um i played a little reptile um which is why that brought up the curiosity i was like was that reptile (laughs) 
Um, cause like he also had the acid spit, which I don't think is a chameleon thing. I'm pretty sure that's a reptile thing. And so they combine the two. Get, it, yeah. It's, it's some like bastardization of, of both characters, of both characters yeah. <laughs> to where it doesn't get any dialogue whatsoever. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but yeah, so I played a little reptile, but a character that I played quite a bit, uh, was Ermac who wasn't in this movie. Um, Ermac's kind of like a shade, um, okay. and he's got like all these like poison weapons and whatnot. And I don't know. I just thought the design of the character, like he's a super evil dude, I'm pretty sure. But, <laughs> uh, the design of the character I thought looked really cool. Uh, gotcha. so I'd be excited for that in a future movie. I'm also really appreciate appreciative. They didn't have, uh, who was the evil girl with the mouth? I, I don't remember her name. But she was also always the most gruesome character in my mind in the games because she like her fatality was like full on cannibalism. She'd just like eat you. Ah. And I, that bothered me so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm really I'm really happy that there was none of that going on. But That's awesome. yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was a good movie. Uh, I'm sorry that you, you think it's it's subpar mediocre. Um, but I think I would have liked this movie a lot better if I was a Mortal Kombat fan. Right. Other than um, that, I, I think there were some issues with the story. Uh, some of the dialogue. Uh, mostly I think it was good. I, I, I liked all the references to the games, even though I don't really know too much about that. Um, I don't know. It definitely is interesting. I do like that people are trying, or studios are trying more and more with video game. Yeah, there's movies. a lot lately and in the future. And, and more to come. Yeah. I mean, some of these I think could be hits, some um, not so much. I mean, Mortal Kombat has a huge flop in its tailwind, and, and That's true. they still managed to turn this out, which... That is um, true. If nothing else, it had a ton of great ideas pushing it forward. Um, yeah. Maybe the execution was a tad lacking, but... Uh, but yeah, uh, that's probably all there is to say about the next year's Oscar winner. Uh, <laughs> is it even time? Is it even available now for what? Are what movies you... coming out now available for next year's Oscars? Yeah. I don't know where the deadline is because yeah. they moved things around so weirdly in general, I would say yes, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, I guess I would say like, I think the last two months of movies were probably qualify. I don't know. Cause they have to announce the nominees like pretty early. I don't pay attention to the Oscars. Um, but yeah, so this is the part of the show where we're going to jump into the movie news of this past week. Uh, I kind of need to sneeze. So if that happens, bear with me. But uh, I just want to remind everyone to rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are sold for free. Also, don't forget to follow on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision. What does that mean? It means click the follow button on Twitch. Um, and so that you can always be reminded whenever we post a new episode or go live um, and like the Facebook page, join the Facebook groups so that you can just get, get your reminders everywhere. Cause I mean, no one wants to hold that tab open forever. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so your, let's your computer will thank you jump into uh, this last week's movie news. What do we got first Ian? We are talking about some of the Oscar stuff. So the, which who, who are the nominees? Uh, who are the winners? Uh, I didn't. 
I didn't follow. I don't follow the Oscars, so this article is pretty much where I've learned most of this stuff. I don't. I think yeah. you follow the Oscars more than I do. I wanna... I didn't watch it. Okay. <laughs> Let me put okay. it that way. Um, but I looked at this list. Um, and so basically, just to give a run through. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're kind of in a weird order on here. So, but whatever. Uh, best picture is was Nomadland. Um, actress in a supporting role is. I feel like I'm going to butcher her name, but uh, you want to go for it? Uh, actress in supporting role. Uh, <laughs> Yu Jung Yoon. Yeah, sure. That sounds good. Um, for uh, From the film Minari. Um, actor in a supporting role is Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya uh, from Judas and the Black Messiah. International feature film is Another Round, um, which is a Danish film. Um, doc, short documentary Colette, uh, documentary feature My Octopus Teacher. Uh, original song was Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah. Animated feature film, one of the films I did get a chance to see, and I'm really happy that it got recognized, especially over a Sean the Sheep movie, <laughs> um, was Soul. Um, it's cool that Onward was there also, but I guess there probably wasn't that many animated films that last year. Right. Um, amongst all these movies, there probably wasn't limited options anyways. Um, adapted screenplay was The Father. Uh, original screenplay was Promising Young Woman. Actor in a leading role was Anthony Hopkins uh, for The Father. Actress in a leading role, Frances McDormand for Nomadland. Uh, and director was Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Production design, Mank, um, which I kind of figured Mank would win something. I I'm a little surprised it didn't get nominated for more stuff, even though I didn't see it. But just the concept, because uh, Mank is about how uh, the making of Citizen Kane kind of. Okay. It's a little bit like that. Um. Cinematography uh, was also Mink, um, Eric Messerschmidt. Um, costume design, Myrani's Black Bottom. Achievement in sound is the sound of metal. I guess that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> animated short film, If Anything Happens, I Love You. Live action short film, Two Distant Strangers. Original score was Soul. Uh, visual effects was Tenet. Really happy that movie got that. Um, cause I think especially it. against, uh, I, I didn't see love and monsters or the one and only Ivan, but against Mulan and the midnight sky tenant wins that yeah, every day. <laughs> Come on. That was awesome. Um, film editing with sound of metal, makeup and hairstyling. My Rainey's black bottom. And I think that's the list. Um, and we're not like like you said, we're not going to talk too much about the Oscars. Obviously, like every year, there's controversies and whatnot. But something I did think that was very interesting to me, and it, it just occurred to me today. It didn't even occur to me when she was nominated, but I was like, "Hey, that's cool." Uh, Chloe Zhao's directing Eternals. She's an Oscar-nominated director. That's cool. And then I looked at something, and I pulled up Academy Awards, and I could just be outright missing something on this list. Maybe I don't see it. Okay. Because, like, don't get me wrong, there's very prolific directors of Marvel movies um, before Chloe Zhao, and she's not even that prolific in terms of quantity. Um, I think Nomadland is like her first or second film, right? Um, 
And so, but, but like, obviously Taika Waititi is a great director. John Favreau is a great director. Um, James Gunn's a great director. Uh, Scott Derrickson's a great director. And so like all these things, Kenneth Branagh, right? Shakespearean levels of directing. <laughs> um, and so like, it's not to say that there aren't good directors of MCU movies. In fact, I think that's the one thing Marvel's done like quite tremendously is get like Very really serious. high quality directors. Um, I don't know if they were that big before. Like they did like a, a bunch of TV stuff. Right. Like they were they're big in Arrested Development. They're but big that, now. Um, and I mean, like, I don't remember the guy who directed Ant-Man. I can't think of his name. Like oh, he, um, he was prolific, but like it was all in like rom-coms. <laughs> um, and so, but like, yeah, th this to me though is very interesting. Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed. Um, Chloe Zhao, I think, is the first, definitely, uh, well, first Oscar award-winning director and maybe even Oscar-nominated director to direct a Marvel movie. Okay. Again, that could be wrong, but I think Oscar award-winning, I, I think that one's uh, very likely, but I think even just Oscar-nominated director. Like, yes, a lot of those directors have directed movies that have been up for other Oscars. But not for Best Director. But not for Best Director. I mean, obviously, like we just talked about Kenneth Branagh. Um, <laughs> he's been up for other movies, but not for Best Director. And so to me, I'm like, where where I do have my hesitations around, I always have hesitations around uh, team-up superhero movies. Um. But because I think sometimes like individual stories fall to the wayside and like right. character development just goes out the window and it just becomes about the team up. Granted, I think Marvel did a pretty good job. I think the Snyder Cut did a pretty good job. Um, but then I'm like, oh, well, Chloe Zhao's a Oscar award winning director for this very character centric piece. Um, now, granted, it's more about the story itself, but in nomad land but i was like hmm maybe this is getting me a little excited for it <laughs> you know uh for eternals well i mean it's now got an oscar winning director backing it so yeah it's not not a small thing um i want eternals to succeed uh right. i've said in the past that i think of the films announced it's probably the one most likely to fail um <laughs> until i saw the shang chi teaser but <laughs> uh yeah maybe um but i mean i i still want these all to succeed i want all the mcu right. products to, to do well right. uh just that's just because i really like the mcu and i want to get good content from it so yeah i'm with you which is why i didn't like runaways <laughs> that, that's not good content to you i i you're probably the only one that thinks that to be honest. Maybe dude. Well, that's it, what's it's weird. IMDB. You are the only one that I, I mean, know. I, I know. I think that with you, but like, yeah, dude, it is runaways. astounding. So I, I watched runaways way before you did. I watched runaways one right. in season one and two before you even saw season one. I think I've not seen season one, by the way, I have, maybe I saw episode. I started season three and I didn't finish it. Um, but I, I, from, from the get go, I was like, man, this, this show sucks. It's not great. <laughs> and you were like why like what's wrong with it and i was like it looks like it was filmed with like like on a budget of like 50 bucks or whatever the <laughs> the dialogue is not great chemistry is whatever uh 
and the, I don't know. And I was just, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> and I and I'd never once looked at it on IMDb or just seen any other ratings. It has really good ratings. Yeah, it's crazy. It has it really good crazy. ratings, and I am shocked because you you looked it up before I did, and you're like, "What are you talking about? This show is rated." Well. Like, are you serious? <laughs> but then I watched I it, so and I, I agree with you. That, that show's like borderline unwatchable. I don't know. It's it's like, real bad. <laughs> um, I think the actors did the best they could. It's one of those things where I, I don't think yeah, it's the actors' fault, right? Um, but, I'm with you. But man, that it is a tough, tough get through for me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought that was cool for Eternals. Um, no, definitely, definitely. I, I think we both had um, hesitations about that one, right, um, right? But it's cool that 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 happened. Well, let's uh, let's move along a little bit. Well, we're still talking a bit. Uh, it's like Oscar related, right? Uh, so I think what so another round is set for an English language remake, uh, potentially starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And now what did another round win? So another round won the foreign language film. It's a Danish okay. film starring okay. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Who Mads is Mikkelsen. a divine actor. Uh, <laughs> and he is also an MCU star. He's in like almost every Danish movie ever made. <laughs> he is fantastic at what he does. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, <laughs> it, it, it got its Oscar and now it's getting remade. It, it got its Oscar and immediately was like, you know what? We're doing it for the US. We're doing it again. Yeah. We're, and I mean, I guess it's, I guess it, I, that's good. I like, I think this article is saying that the, the backers behind it are like, you know, they're, they're ready to get the ball rolling. Cause I guess, yeah, it could make, it could make a lot of money again, especially if it's, if the remake performs close to or, or as well as this one did. So uh, this reminds me a lot. And I haven't seen, I guess I haven't seen either movie, but I, I'm more familiar with the movie I'm about to bring up, uh, which it reminds me of, is Old Boy. So okay. Old Boy is, I believe, a Korean film, um, widely successful. And shortly after it came out, got a remake in the United States. And a lot of people like the United States version, but the people that have seen both vastly prefer the korean version mm-hmm. um in general and and so like it's nothing new but th- this is kind of what the story reminds me of it, it involves um a big local actor and then a big american actor replacing it kind of thing um the thing that i think is interesting is that the director Vint- vinterberg is still involved in this remake <laughs> which i don't know if the old boy director was involved in that remake um like yeah obviously they're involved with like selling the rights and whatnot but uh vinterberg is going to he directed his danish version and he will be producing uh this version and there will be a different director a different writer for it um but the thing that i think is interesting is that like vinterberg is like totally on board with this he's like yeah let's do it let's remake it <laughs> um and, and it's really funny because i i'm seeing a lot of backlash online towards leonardo dicaprio because they're like oh you're just replacing this foreign film and whatnot um even though i don't think he's fully been casted yet <laughs> but uh they're like you're just like diluting this foreign film and whatnot and people should just read the subtitles which in general i agree with but i mean like 
I don't necessarily see a difference between remaking this or remaking. I don't know what's something that recently got a remake off the top of your head. Uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, I guess, or one. I mean, any of most horror movies that are coming out. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, like I don't like. Yeah, there's a shorter time, um, but I mean, I, I think this movie will work twofold. I think it'll get people to see the story who maybe wouldn't otherwise. And then at the same time, I think it'll actually drive people to go watch the Danish version. And so I think that's kind of a win-win is that you expose more people to, to your story, to Vinterberg's story. And then also you get people to go watch his version because they're curious, right? Or because they're angry, like whatever. Like, like the way I see it is like, you can't really be angry that Leonardo DiCaprio's going to do this unless you are planning on watching the danish version or have already seen the danish version if you're not going to watch it why are you complaining it's being remade like in a version that you probably will watch it because it's got leonardo dicaprio like so like why why are you complaining about that like unless you saw it if you saw it or are planning on seeing it sure go for it some people like to complain to complain man yeah some i only just want to burn the men's watches I only like complaining about people who complain. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun. It's it, it's fun. It's like people watching. It's just yeah, yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> Twitter watching. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, you got anything else you want to say about this? I mean, you you kind of ended on a really strong note. Yeah, so I, I mean, to... I don't know. I I think if like like I said, I think what it did for me is I think I it made me kind of want to watch both versions when they come out with okay. the American one. Uh, I want to watch that. I want to go find the Danish version. <laughs> like, okay, well, uh, let's move on a little bit. So this is a, so we've got a, an article talking about um, Vin Diesel is set to star in a okay. This is a fantastic sentence. Vin Diesel set to star in movie version of Rock'em Sock'em game. Right. And if you don't know what Rock'em Sock'em is, it's the little like uh, blue and red robots in a ring that uppercut and punch each other mm-hmm. until one of their heads springs up. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a live action version of the Rock'em Sock'em game by, by Mattel uh, Toys, uh, which made me look a little bit into other movies by Mattel Toys. Mattel? Um, Mattel, is that it? I don't I've never I'm heard pretty that sure that's how it's said. Okay, let's let's say Mattel. I've never heard it pronounced ever. Uh, um there's quite a few, actually. Okay, uh, go for it. <laughs> there is uh the American Girl film series based on books, Brave Star, DC Superhero Girls, Superhero High, 2016 film. That's like pretty uh, new, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. very familiar. Uh there's uh He-Man and She-Ra, a Christmas special. There's yeah. Masters <laughs> of the Universe. Uh there's a couple Hot Wheels. Uh, movies. Uh, there's several Max Steel movies. Secret mm-hmm. of the Storm. Uh, there's Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. A lot of the most of these are from like late, like late '80s, '90s, and early 2000s. There's there's not yeah. been a lot of recent things except for like the DC animated. We were um, getting a lot of He-Man stuff coming up. So that is true. That is true. So, I mean, this immediately was interesting, and, and I mean, there's a lot of games based off of like toys and and and, and stuff and right mattel, as I'm now gonna, um, right right but mattel has several coming up in like pre-production and production oh really yeah so <laughs> uh so in addition to rock'em sock'em uh they are working on 
they're working on a movie, Wishbone, based off the 90s TV show about the well-read Jack Russell Terrier. Uh, Barbie, starring Margot Robbie. And Uno. There's a, they're making a movie about Uno. And supposedly, yeah. this is a heist comedy centered on a car, on the card game uh, led by rapper Lil Yachty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. First off, I I don't know who Lil Yachty is, so I don't, I'm not going to comment on that. Maybe he's exactly who they have in mind. But I want to know who was sitting in the boardroom when they were like, you know what? We're making a movie about Uno. That's what the world needs, and it's going to be a heist movie. I'm trying to think how Uno is a heist movie. I I have no idea. So it's based off of. The only the only thing I can think of this does it's not even a heist movie but the only thing that of mind that I could think of is the scene in the A team where they're explaining how they're gonna do their their mission and so like it cuts to where he's explaining that he's doing the sleight of hand and the card tricks and it yeah, cuts yeah, to yeah, it actually yeah. happening. That's the only thing that I could possibly think of where he's like giving out the cards <laughs> as misdirection. It's, yeah, it's right. just a heist movie, but everyone's like code name is an Uno card. I, I have no you idea. You are draw four because nobody likes you. He's he's uh, the wild draw four. Yeah, the wild I, I don't know, man. This that blows my mind. But um I mean so this is with I guess so this is with Universal because I guess Mattel works with Universal. I don't really know. But Universal is the one uh, producing this, mm-hmm. uh, and this is. But that explains why Vin Diesel is involved because Vin right. Fast Furious films are right. Universal. So, and uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so Vin Diesel, there's a quote from him saying, "To take the classic Rock'em Sock'em game with Mattel as my partner and align it with the kind of world-building franchise-making success we have with, had with Universal is truly exciting." Does that mean that they're trying to get a franchise don't, out don't, of this? Don't delve into that. They're, they're <laughs> trying to get a franchise out of Rock'em Sock'em? I hope not. Okay. I will say, though, hold on. Let this, you go ahead and say your thoughts. Okay, this it. movie, when I read this, I was like, didn't they already do this? Didn't they make Real Steel? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay, cool. I, I okay, was we curious have to say, who made Real Steel. I don't know who, who produced it. But... DreamWorks Pictures. Well, that was what... it's a Disney movie. Okay, so Darn. so this is Universal being like we're making. To me though, better. yeah, like Real Steel is like the best version. I think Real Steel is a great movie. <laughs> like I, I like it. I think it's really good. <laughs> um, but hey, it's been ten years. They never got a sequel. That's uh, yeah, but but that's that's kind of where I'm. I'm like, if you told me that like the Vin Diesel Rock'em Sock'em g- movie was like connected to the real steel to where we eventually get Vin Diesel and Hugh Jackman hypothetically boxing through robots. I'm in. <laughs> That's the movie I want. It's like, uh, it's like the, the scene from, uh, the wheel of time where Rand is fighting the dude. So like he's fighting in the clouds and it's mimicking the, right. Armies. Yes, Whoever's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Hugh Jackman and Vin Diesel are actually punching each other. Right. The they're actually fighting, fighting, but everyone's only watching the robots. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, it's they're fighting like in a back alley or something, but the robots are <laughs> yeah, like, but, what is it? What is the goal with this? It's just I, like, it's just a boxing movie where one guy dresses in red and one guy dresses in blue. Is that I, the movie? Right. It's just right. Rocky. Well, no, but I think they're doing this with like live action robots. Like I'm pretty sure live action robots, uh, but I'm pretty sure they're doing this with like actual robots. It's not just. Someone so it will it. be robots. So then why isn't, why isn't it just real steel? Real steel is the best version of this, this movie. Yeah. I, I have no like, idea. Like there were stakes to it, you know, there were his whole livelihood was on that, you know, 
Um, well, and I'm trying to figure out quickly more, a little more about this uh, <laughs> this Barbie film. <laughs> yeah, th- this is the first time I heard about a lot of these movies. Um, Uno, Wild. I'm not entirely sure what the plot is is going to be based. For, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. Let's just let's keep moving. <laughs> uh, next up on the docket, uh, we got an official trailer uh, for Disney Pixar's Luca, which is really really cool. What did you? How many? Have you seen this just once? I'm, I'm sorry. Me. Before we move on, I found this okay. sentence. Okay. Yes. Let's do this. In the article, going back to the Rackham Sockham game, okay. uh, there is a sentence talking about the plot. Uh, the story follows a father played by Vin Diesel and son who uh, form an unlikely bond with an advanced war machine. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is this now Chappie? <laughs> <laughs> it's either Chappie or, uh, <laughs> or real steel. <laughs> it's it's either Chappie or uh, Rhodey is feeling really down after Tony's death. I don't, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, Rhodey. Yeah, it would be great. They get Terrence Howard to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, to finally play War Machine. You know what's funny is I actually highlighted that sentence and I was going to talk about it. I just I was so Way blown away bringing up yeah. the, the article. That I was just like, I just didn't even. But, oh. yep, yeah, let's play the let's play the trailer again. Yeah. This trailer looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. And then like, I'm not going to lie. I I was actually like full blown, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not some like stone cold killer that I'm like, soul didn't make me laugh. Soul didn't make, no, I was laughing and crying throughout soul for sure. Um, same with onward. Um, but, uh, but this movie, (laughs) um, I watched it just before we started recording and I was laughing so hard at the last bit, uh, that like, (laughs) <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just like, what? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, now this, this trailer, and I assume it's more so in the movie, but it, this it was really well put together. We got a little bit of jokes, probably not some of the best, like the, the movie has to offer, but some really well planned stuff. There's a lot of like humor. It definitely, I think showcases well, what, two individuals who've never been human are trying to experience what human life is mm-hmm. like. Uh, I I really liked the the dad, the butcher. It just reminds me from the dad from Claudio with a Chance of Yes. Animals. Yes. I agree. Looks so similar. It's uh, it's a similar character comparison to the uh Ryan the Last Dragon cast and the Mulan cast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I think, I think that Pixar has knocked it out of the park with every one of their original ideas. Mm-hmm. Their see, their sequels are sometimes a little. Um, yeah. It, it's kind of it feels weird saying that because I think the only one I'm not a big fan of is uh, Finding Dory. Um, yeah, I think Cars Three is pretty bad. Oh, you're right. You're right. Cars uh, Two was rough, and Cars Three was bad. I haven't seen Cars. Cars 3, Two so is like, watchable. It's watchable. I have not seen Cars 3, so it Cars doesn't exist in my mind. Very strange. But yeah, uh, I, I hadn't seen Finding Dory. But uh Yeah. So I I think that when when Pixar makes original movies, like new stories, they they always knock it out of the park. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. And I don't see any chain deviation from that with this. Yeah, I, the only thing that 
this trailer revealed to us that I'm a little bit confused on has his friend, like does his friend frequently go out of the water? Cause he it seemed looked, like he was kind of his guide, but also knew nothing. It, it definitely looked, I think that he hasn't, I, I think that yes, he goes out of the water more, but I think the difference is he's lying to, I assume the main character about going mm. to the human part more. Yeah. Cause like, like the new guy's like, have you been over to the human type? He's oh like, yeah, pff, sure. Trying I've been there to all. act cool. Right. Yeah. Right. But he's also never really experienced it. That's where, that's where I think that's okay. going to go. Yeah. Um, uh, and then it's really interesting. Cause they're like fighting for their lives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is when it is. So I'm, I'm expecting he kills with that. Anything that swims. <laughs> I was like, geez, um, don't oh, people man. swim or are those witches? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of expecting them to like change the whole town to, to become this like haven for mer people. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, I think they'll definitely tell their friend at some point. So one thing that I love about right. Pixar films <laughs> is that, uh, every single Pixar film, and there's a website where you can find exactly what this is for each film, but with every single film, they do something that basically couldn't be done but they make it work it's like how like um uh james cameron i almost said cameron jones uh james cameron's avatar like the technology didn't exist to film <laughs> it, so he created it right um and so and with every single film there's like something that's incredibly incredible cars don't talk animate. so they created it <laughs> it's well it's something that's incredibly hard to animate and they make it work yeah. And sure. I think okay. uh, in one of the, I don't remember what it is, but in one of the more recent ones, it's, it's like the hair, the individual hair strands. Yeah. It's like, like they're a blow dryer or something. And like they, they, they did that. They animated it. They made it work and it, it functions. But like, that was something that they shouldn't have been able to do. And they managed to get it to work. I think in soul, it was um, no in soul perfectly captured the great beyond <laughs> No, it's um, something that people said couldn't be done. Like you couldn't film Coco. the afterlife and Coco. they did it. <laughs> in in coco yeah. it was uh it was playing the guitar right right right, right. uh and so I, i'm just curious to see what that is for this film what what is going to be the the one scene or the one thing that's the hardest well, mermaids <laughs> i think you're not taking this seriously but um, no, no, i'm not but you're definitely right there's there's um, always something in each of these films that they always try and go a step beyond and try and push the boundaries of what can what can be done and yeah, i'm really the technology curious of animation yeah. yeah 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 um i think this is a true fish out of water story i hate you so now much. we can move on <laughs> I hate you so much. oh man all right uh, let's uh let's move on a bit so now i gotta think of one for the next <laughs> okay you, you work on that yeah. so the uh godzilla versus kong director adam wingard or wingard 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 that? uh in talks for legendary's next monsterverse film basically okay. godzilla versus kong killed it at the box office uh, uh -huh. it opened the box office mouth and breathed atomic fire down it uh and i, I think it said like what like 400 and 400 yeah and climbing like yeah right right it's massive and it absolutely destroyed um king of the monsters which opened or it took 170 million to make and it only grossed like 380 million Mm -hmm. so not great but yeah this one opened to fantastic box office uh everyone loves it and it, i believe it hasn't even opened to like <laughs> to all nations yet there's still some big markets <laughs> around the world that it, it yeah, hasn't maybe. even seen it yet yeah. uh so basically with with godzilla versus kong success uh um universal's like hey like we do it again uh which is interesting because this movie could have been like the end 
of this yep. franchise. Right. If this, no if this underperformed, yeah, if this underperformed, no one would be like, we're, we're doing it, we're doing it again. Yeah. But um, with Adam and Tom. Although, of course they would. Are you kidding me? Godzilla's been getting new movies since 1930. Eventually, yes. Eventually, <laughs> yes. But continuing the franchise, probably not. It would be a reboot in five yeah. years. Right. Um, probably done with Toho and maybe not Universal. The way classy filmmakers do it. Right, right. <laughs> but it looks like this could be not necessarily a revival, but a continuation potential with at least one or yeah. more sequels in the works. So that's kind of cool. Um, it's interesting though, because if he does, if he does uh, decide to helm this film, it's not coming out anytime soon. Really? Well, yeah, because on his plate, we've got Thundercats, oh, right. at, which is like the most important film in existence. Sure. 100%. Um, and I believe also, uh, I'm on the wrong article. Uh, there's, <laughs> I was looking for my highlighted text, and I was like, this is not it. Uh, and we've also got a, a face-off sequel at Paramount. Oh, that's right. So, he's the one doing that, too. Oh, right. man. Yeah, so this is got, a little ways off. Yeah, he's got a little bit on his on his plate before he could even start working on this film. So, I guess we'll see even more discontinuity of the humans. Right. right. Uh, Do you think... I mean, so... Godzilla versus Kong is at like 400 million, maybe maybe a little more. I'm not entirely sure where okay. it is right now. Um, the only so there's four films in this MonsterVerse franchise. The only right. one that's performed better than that is 2017's Skull Island, which made like 560-ish million. Mm-hmm. With so much of a market yet to even see it, and also it being a like a pandemic market, this movie could break that. Right, it could be the that, most. Uh, it could sure. yeah, it could be the most that make the most out of any of these this franchise. That's kind of cool. Which is kind of what you want to see. I mean, it's got the event aspect of it, of Godzilla versus right, Kong. Right. This is just... the Avengers of the month. No. Kind of. <laughs> it's more like Civil War. You've got, you've got two teams. Right, right, it's right. actually then, Batman v Superman. Um, and then Mechagodzilla is Zemo, obviously. It's actually the exact same plot as Batman v Superman, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> Who's Wonder Woman? the two girls oh gotcha i mean yeah I kind guess. of right <laughs> right kind of <laughs> speaking of wonder um, woman let's talk about captain america uh <laughs> wait before we do that right. um uh, what's your what's your one-liner you thought of i didn't um oh. but i'm curious so this article says at the very bottom that like one possible title apparently that there is being floated is son of kong yes son of kong they did that. That was the second King Kong movie ever with something. Right. Kong. That that so like sure, that's cool. Um, but given the world that they've set up, it was a horrible movie. How? Right, actually. Kong so, is the last of his kind. Supposedly no? all that we know, like we saw that he went down and, and saw Is there another his... King Kong trapped in like amber Jurassic Park style? <laughs> Do we clone King Kong and <laughs> here's your shout? We took a rib. We yeah. hear it's here's right. a female version. <laughs> yeah. Give it give it give it twenty years and she'll be your size. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Right, it's kinda how it works. Right. But uh yeah, dude. Yeah, that is weird to think about now that you bring it up. <laughs> King Kong is like hundreds of years old and never mind the fact that he like grew three times his size. But he was like hundreds of years old and then later in his life grew three times his size in like 40 years. Right. 
And th- I mean, that's been something that, that people have, like have, ish- have had issues with in this franchise. Like, like oh, they said he was keeps- young, but I'm pretty sure young was still like 200. He keeps growing in size. <laughs> yeah. Like minimum. In what? In Kong Skull Island. Uh, no, I think he's a, a juvenile. He's. Oh, is he? Okay. So yeah, then yeah, he's like, not that he's big like 30 deal. years old or something. Yeah. Then that's fine that he can grow that size. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, then he, he really is young. just a, yeah. just a little. Little and, toddler. And all the people are like, oh, he keep. I bet they're gonna like increase Godzilla's size so he can be uh, like not be a third the size of Godzilla. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, he's he's growing. Did you not? Were you were you right. born however tall you are? Like, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> came out fully formed. Um, it's rigged, man. We get born at our final height. Like, what is this? How 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 am I supposed to compete with people like you that are six feet tall? <laughs> <laughs> <You don't know. laughs> All right. Anything else? I, uh, I, I, no, I just thought that title title. If that is where they go, I mean, I am excited that because, like you, you said, know? Kong Skull Island made the most money. I think it's also the most enjoyable of the whole franchise. <laughs> it's um, definitely the most like so. It's got. I think it has the best story. Yeah. Right. And and so like I'm all for sticking with King Kong. Like yeah, I mean, keep making Godzilla movies too, but. Yeah, I'm cool that it's cool that King it Kong also is has getting, giant getting the love. Bamboo spiders. Yeah, which is oh man, terrifying. Mm. Mm. Nope. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> uh, before we move on, actually, now that we've talked about it, uh, do you know the plot of Son of Kong, the second movie? Oh no, it's real bad. He it's, fights uh, the bamboo spider. No, yeah. Uh, so this this movie came out six months after the release of King Kong, like the, the very first one, just due to the success. So they were like, "We got to right. make a second one." Oh, so they just pumped it's, it out. It's all about white guilt because <laughs> cool. the, the, the guy who found King Kong was like, they go back and realize that he had a, ch- a, a son. He's like, Oh man, we, we took away his dad. Now like this is the worst thing ever. We gotta, we gotta take him too and, and, and make yeah. it's, it's so bad, man. It's, it's a horrible, horrible. Story. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully there's a better story if they do follow the son of Kong. Right? I mean, yeah, I'd be curious where it goes. I mean, Godzilla obviously is very symbolic of like nuclear war and whatnot. Right, right. Um, and they've tried to make that a thing with like all the monsters. It seems in this uh, modern reboot, but uh, I'm not entirely sure how well that's working symbolically. But um, I don't know. But moving along, I guess let's uh, let's talk about Wonder Woman. Do actually, if you go off those symbols, do they now? Are they now advocating that nuclear warfare, like nuclear weapons, do protect us? Right? Because before it was like, oh, nuclear weapons created Godzilla. Godzilla destroys cities. Nuclear weapons destroy cities. But now nuclear weapons are what's protecting us. (laughs) Which is like sort of true. Uh, (laughs) From like the Cold War aspect of things. I was going to say, this sounds very Cold (laughs) War-esque. But... uh, (laughs) It's like now that Godzilla exists, we have to be friends with him so he protects us. Right, right. I mean, maybe that's it's definitely a dark way to think about the, the, <laughs> yeah. the MonsterVerse franchise. But I, I guess if you're gonna read into it, there you go. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, let's what do we got on. next? Uh, so wonder. No, I'm, gonna do, I'm not gonna do a third time. Uh, so you Captain America though. four. <laughs> uh, two and a half. I'll give it that. Uh, Captain America 4 is in the works with uh, the showrunner of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so Malcolm Spellman. Uh, this is pretty big. This is the fourth m- 
movie of an individual franchise in the MCU. Aside from Spider-Man. Very astute by the title. Right. Glad you mapped that one out. Dude, I I counted that high. I figured it out. Um, You would Uh, also be wrong, though. (laughs) Avengers? Thor. Thor 4. You're right. You're right. You're right. I everything I've lost everything, man. Everything is yeah. going off the rails because of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but this is so. I mean, I, there's only been two shows now, but they're bringing the the writer right. of the One TV show. show to come do the movie. Uh, I guess it works with this because uh, Falcon and the, and the Winter Soldier was written as like a six hour movie, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, because usually, usually. Uh, TV shows don't translate well into movies, or like the writers of them. You, if really? you can write for a TV show, oh, it's true. hard to write for movies. Right, they have to be done differently. But again, I think that with Falcon and the Winter Soldier being basically a six-hour movie, they each episode didn't have a beginning, middle, and an end. A little bit, but uh, it was. I it mean, was every every episode has like two action sequences, which like borderlines on its own movie. On <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Um, it was but yeah, I, really I think that's cool that uh, Sam Wilson will get his own Captain America movie. Supposedly. Um, but I do... I do <laughs> wait, what? Recasting? I mean, yeah, Sam just, Wilson. If they recast it, it's still Sam Wilson. Right? No, no, they're recasting. Like Falcon, I guess Captain America now is not going to be... Re- Didn't you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, man? They recast him. They recast <laughs> Captain America because okay. Steve couldn't do it anymore. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I think it's cool that um, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, is getting his own movie. Granted, he got his TV show, which is cool. Um, I saw this article, and I wonder what you think of it. But it was talking about how like um, M- Marvel TV shows continue the problem they had before they folded into uh, Marvel Television, okay. whatever the heck it's called now. I'm following um, right now. But uh, which the problem being that like stuff happens at the TV shows that has no Im- impact onto the movies. And the argument they were trying to make is that uh, Sam sort of ends the TV series in the same direction that he ended Endgame in, or at least that we thought he ended Endgame in, that we were like, oh, and now he's the new Captain America. Oh, and now he's the new Captain America. <laughs> Um, I didn't a hundred percent agree with it. I don't agree with that. I think but... a big difference is that, well, for one, we've seen more character growth from this character. Like, I mean, even at the end of Endgame, Sam still seemed hesitant to take the shield. He even, right, even get in the movie. He says that line, like, what does it feel like? It feels like it's somebody else's. Right. But now it doesn't feel like it's somebody else's. He's right? earned it. This, yeah. this through this six hours, yeah, fifteen days of this show or whatever. It's a good argument. Um, now I fully disagree with their article. There we go. <laughs> I also disagreed with it because of Wandavision. I was like, Wanda's in a vastly different place. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> if if we hadn't gotten Wandavision, and like if that show just yeah. never came out, and the next time we saw Wanda, she was evil, it'd be harder for <laughs> us to to really yeah. be like. I mean, we you lost Vision. We get it. Which right. sucks. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But you have to do a lot of the stuff you did in Wandavision in the movie. Within the movie, when you're already on a time crunch. Of like, oh look how grieving she is. Right, but now we have this TV oh. show, which beautifully set it up. Right, and now she knows magic, like actual magic, rather than just her ability. So right, true. She, she's a, a, a true powerhouse. 
Um, true, true, so true. yeah, I, I don't, haven't read the article you're, you're discussing, but I completely disagree with it. Okay. But yeah, uh, Captain America four, um, I am expecting, I said this on Saturday during our finale review, I'm expecting Chris Evans to be in this movie. And I said, I didn't think so, but I also wasn't considering that this movie is probably several years out. And by several, I mean, probably like five, four or five. Um, yeah. probably four actually if I'm thinking about it considering each phase is only two like three years so it, I think enough movies will have passed by them that it's certainly possible I'm not going to say you you made the definitive claim you said you're calling it there that he's going to be in the film he's going to be in it I don't know what capacity it'll be in maybe it's just his tombstone but <laughs> uh, if it's a tombstone maybe um, but, but but I think Chris Evans will be in it. Um, okay. I don't know if that means old man Rogers, which potentially is dead. I don't know if that means, <laughs> sure uh, I don't know if that means young Steve Rogers. I don't know if that means flashback. I, I don't know what the alternate universe, I don't know what it means, but I think Chris Evans will be in that movie. Chris Evans is going to be in it, but he's playing the human torch. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> I am in. That would be so great. Do you know something that's really interesting? Um, and I could have my dates wrong on this, but shortly around the time WandaVision wrapped up, okay, we got confirmation of a spinoff of a show we hadn't even gotten yet, which was the spinoff to Hawkeye. We were getting yes, the Echo. Hawkeye. Yes. And then immediately after this show finishes, we get confirmation of another project, Captain America 4. Should we now... Expect a spinoff. Expect not a spinoff. Not a spinoff. Should we? Because Echo is not a spinoff of WandaVision, right? Um, but should we expect an announcement of a future MCU product when we get an MCU product? So that there's always I don't know what the number it's is. Always one. So that there's always fifteen products in the future. Okay. I mean, that would be cool. So as it, we it, get it, one, we add one to the pending list to the queue so line. Do you think they will do that? Okay, do you think they'll do that past the next big event? Because, and I don't mean Avengers 5 where it's like, because like, I mean Avengers Infinity War slash Endgame level. <laughs> I think that will clue us in where the next big event is because they'll stop confirming projects. Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying because they don't want to confirm projects past that. I mean, they'll that, have them. That being said, there could be an Avengers movie even before Captain America 4 because like they had those dates slotted and didn't tell us what those movies were in like three years. So right. I don't know what those are, but, but I with, assumed those were something other than captain America Four. but with, with end game, they didn't say a single word about what was coming after for so we long. knew like, far from home. We knew because from that home. came out like months later, months later, like it, two it, months. but there's, so. there's after each phase, there's been one movie that yeah. came out after that was kind of, kind of weird. Like I think Ant-Man did it um i feel like we did know didn't did we not i feel like we know about black widow we well there was I an feel idea like we know about eternals not the ones that were really. being filmed maybe but i just know that like there was so much talk because people were saying uh people were saying like what does what does phase four have in store for us and marvel sure. said we haven't said a single word about phase four we haven't said a single thing I and like know. we we knew <laughs> it was coming but they yeah. hadn't said anything right uh, publicly at least uh man we got real tough until that mind-blowing presentation i think you're onto something though that they're they're gonna kind of keep it keep it a cycle where when but i mean maybe maybe they do just keep announcing things and like they like skip over the event announcement maybe and so like they go 
Okay, we're doing Thor 4, then Guardians 3, then Captain America 4. Oh, surprise, before Captain America's Avengers 5. Right, right. And before uh, Ironheart 3, we've got Ca- uh, Avengers 18. <laughs> Avengers 12. Um, right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But but I, I, I just thought that was interesting that they made announcements. I was like, the show just finished. Yeah. Like, we hadn't even reviewed it yet. And we we were announcing a sequel movie to it. Um, right. Do you think if the movie is years off, that we'll get a season two? A Falcon and Winter Soldier? A Falcon or Captain America, the Winter Soldier, whatever the heck they call it. <laughs> um, they could. They could. I think. I think there's a story to tell. I think they could do a bit more about the GRC. I think they could do a bit more about uh, the Power Broker. Um, yeah, I definitely think there's more to tell about the power broker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they definitely could. Honestly, I just want to see more. I want to see Torres with the wings. I want to. I want to see Torres yeah. either bring him into the movies or he, he gets a lot of screen time in the sequel. Um, yeah. What? What do you think? So if it, okay, either if this show got a sequel or I guess Captain America four. What? What, what do you think? What do you think Captain America four will be called? Oh. <laughs> Um, Captain America and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I don't know. I think it could be called Masters of Evil. Interesting. Interesting. I think it could be called that. That's That's the only like big brain buster subtitle drop um granted it could not have a subtitle iron man 3 doesn't have a subtitle <laughs> it, it could just be kept america 4 uh where do you think the thunderbolts will be introduced i don't know um because captain america the thunderbolts doesn't have a good ring to it but like captain america and the thunderbolts what is this another band right right uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, um, Captain I think... America and the Thunderbolts sounds like a like a, oh, I'll tell you a bad metal band, and Carly and the Morgenthaus sounds like a grunge band. That's my thought. Easy. All right, all right, easy. all right. It's either um, Black Widow. I, w- I would say, <laughs> I would say Black Widow, um, only because Thaddeus Ross is in that. He is. But he is. the only reason I say maybe not Black Widow is because it takes place in 2016. Right. And so I'll go with the next thing that Thaddeus Rouse is in, which is She-Hulk. Introduced which the- makes sense because we're probably going to get Red Hulk in that series. So that should send us down the Thunderbolts path. Okay. That'd be cool. um, hopefully. I don't know. Unless we go over the villainous version of the Thunderbolts rather than the anti-hero version. Um, but I don't know. Not sure. Uh, both groups led by Zemo, <laughs> Masters <laughs> of Evil and the Thunderbolts. Well, he's he's still alive. He's kicking around on the raft, so he's. I would like a version over. though that has Thaddeus Ross and Zemo on it. I think that'd be fun. Okay. Um, Get some real like. Both characters very strong in their morals. Uh huh. Right, they have a ton uh, of conviction. Yeah. Right, and not necessarily a, in agreement on all things. <laughs> or good all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fair. There. So yeah, that that I think would be a cool one. Um, that's where I'd put them. Okay. I don't know though. Um, 
I think I'm expecting, I'm not expecting a season two. I think I'm expecting, but I am expecting us to see Sam or Bucky before Captain America four. Okay. The light show up in an Ant-Man level role. Yeah. Heck maybe Sam's an Ant-Man. Okay. <laughs> it's basically the exact same scene, but instead of wings, now he has a shield. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, like, think about it. It could be interesting with King the Conqueror, time travel. Maybe Chris Evans shows up there. I don't know. Uh, uh, I think that'd be... When, when? Do we know when Ant-Man and Quantumania is coming out? Ant-Man and the Wasp? I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. Which is, I think, going to be Especially the longest... since everything's moved. I, I, yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, God. Uh, I think that's... Is that going to be the longest uh, title of a film in the MCU? Well, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings... Is quite a long title. Yeah, it's a long one. Avengers Age of Ultron is kind of long. Not really. That's four words. Well, yeah, but... Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay, fine. Eternals. Ah, you got me there. Wait, I'll do you one better. Loki. That's not Loki. (laughs) Yeah. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There you go. Oh, man. Dude, I didn't even talk about this during the Luca trailer, but all these movies, all these products coming out with it's just the one Got word. The single it's an, name. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. At least Black Widow, A, it's an alias, and B, it's the full name. It's just it's not just Widow. Right. Also <laughs> oh, if they had done Widow, that'd be that'd be a rough. I mean WandaVision is at least a combination. It's an amalgamation right. of the names. And, and it had meaning to the show itself. Like And Falcon and Winter Soldier, like I understand I mean it's much harder with like superhero things because it's the name of the character, like Iron Man. That's why Captain you do the America subtitle stuff, Thor. right? Right, right. You have the subtitle bait. Right. Where so you have Captain sense. America three, Civil War, Avengers two. <laughs> I think the longest name thinking about now is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, true. Could be. Yep. Sorry, I just now thought of that and wanted to yeah. But uh I, I can I I'm, I give more leeway to the like using the character's name or like a one word name, whatever for a movie title or a show title for superheroes, considering it's usually named after them, the character themselves. Right. I mean, the comic books are just called that. Right. So, right. 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 Um, but yeah, what do we got as our last thing? Uh, I don't think we have another article, but if we just want to mention that it's been, we're now two years out from Avengers Endgame. Yeah, this week was the anniversary. Uh, two days Avengers ago, actually. So Endgame. Monday, Monday, two years ago, was Avengers except Endgame. it wasn't a Monday two years. <laughs> it wasn't, but I mean this Monday, so yeah, April twenty sixth, and I think that April twenty fifth, three years ago, was Infinity War. That sounds right, and yeah, like that's crazy. Two years, we're two years now <laughs> since a nearly three billion dollar movie got released in a superhero movie. Like we're not talking Avatar by this quintessential director James Cameron, you know, um, who's revolutionizing how movies are made. No, it's a superhero movie, <laughs> um, and it's such a. I don't know. I think this is such a culturally impact impactful movie. Impactful. Nice. Uh, I was gonna say impactive, but uh, <laughs> I would have let you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Um, hey, I've said uh, some hot words today, but yeah, like, so I don't know. It's just like, ever since this movie came out, it's, it, it I don't, it, there was before the snap and after the snap, you know, like that's such like a big, that's such a big, um, 
landmark in like the time of of uh the MCU that that was the ending of an era. It really yeah. really it really was. Um you could say it's the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. <laughs> We're still um, in the Skywalker saga. But I I just remember so many people being like we're we're gonna get superhero fatigue. Dude, people and, have been saying that since Avengers One, but yeah, the the increased level of they're like, okay, we're done with Avengers Endgame. That's it, right? We're done. That's the bookend. And I think even after Avengers Endgame, like we've had now, we've now gone two years without a, a film. Uh, well, almost two years because Spider Man Far From Home, so it's like Far, a year and so a half. A year and a half, um, maybe get it close. And then WandaVision, but. but and Falcon Winter Soldier, but not right. movies technically. Uh, yeah. But I think WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier have done a fantastic job of showing that we don't have superhero fatigue. In fact, like the demand is higher than ever. Yeah, they're the most watched break record numbers. Streaming TV shows. and Right. Uh, yeah, it's cool because it's like, I don't know, the whole idea of like superhero fatigue, like, yeah, it could exist, but it would exist in the same way that like horror movie fatigue. Right. Do people get that? No, people get like very specific horror movie fatigue. They get like ghost movie fatigue. It's if or... you make the same type of movie. And I think if the MCU had made the same type of like, if they used the same cookie cutter outline on every right. single Right, every super, every origin story is the same. But I mean, with Guardians of the Galaxy, which is the most unique film at the time within mm-hmm. the MCU. Uh, so they've, they've done a pretty good job of keeping each thing rather distinct. And I think that's the thing, right? Is that like we have, so like phase one, I guess you could say is like all kind of, it's just like high quality, typical superhero movies, high quality, typical movies. It's also like the origin story. So it's a little bit hard to, yeah. To but be then, the and so like, that's fine. It's the beginning, but then mm-hmm. phase two guardians of the galaxy kind of changed superhero movies. Yeah. Obviously captain America and the winter soldier is a great movie, but it's still kind of still follows some. It had a, it had, uh, I think its story was a big part of why it succeeded yeah, so well. Hundred percent. But but the actually, I don't think it was doing anything like out of the box when it comes to right. To and the then, um, and then I would say like Ant Man going into I guess that's technically the end of Phase Two. Uh, yep. Ant Man as being that one again where people are like a little bit like. I don't know. We just got another Avengers movie, and then they're like, "Oh, and what the heck is an Ant Man?" And then uh, it's this super hilarious movie. It's yeah, great. It is. And then immediately <laughs> after, we get Civil War, which is an awesome, huge movie that no one saw coming. Um, and then I would say the next landmark is probably Black Panther. I guess you could say Spider-Man, but I would say Black Panther more so. I mean, like, there's no reason you can't say both. But um, Spider-Man to me, though, like, we were all, like, we, we've we seen good Spider-Man movies before, you know? like, <laughs> um, And this is just another great one. So it's... Right. And then... Uh, Although I think, Bla- I, th- I, think, so I think Spider-Man, this Spider-Man, Tom Holland is, like, the best use of technology out of any of them. So we, we really right. see him. But, um, but, yeah, we've seen good Spider-Man yeah. movies. But uh, so so I would say like after Civil War is really like Black Panther being this huge landmark, again, culturally impactful film. Um, and then um, I, I don't even know. I mean, maybe you do say Avengers one way at the beginning because like that was kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
after Black Panther, I mean, Avengers Infinity War, then Avengers Endgame. Those movies were like life changing for superhero <laughs> movies. I definitely think, think definitely think Avengers One was life changing because up until that point, we like we knew these were all Marvel characters, but they hadn't, as they said that we they hadn't right. crossed over, and then we see them all interacting, and we realize that there is something bigger here. There, there, there was an idea. These, there was an idea, and we can see these characters that we love interact with each other and yeah. play off of each other. And now we take it for granted, but before that happened, that was incredibly unique that was that was unheard. Uh, yeah i it, i mean it's a good movie don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not trying to dog on it it's just like tony stark shows up in hulk that's the second movie <laughs> you know like like there, there are crossover Fair. moments happening um i keep forgetting about uh, like hawkeyes uh, hawkeyes and thor hawkeyes the the most forgettable character in thor like what do you mean man he has an black widows in iron man too like and she does a great job. It's, I feel like, how did we not see this? Captain America ends with him waking up in modern times. Like, um, and Nick Fury approaches him. Like, there's right. clearly continuity. But yeah, it was still a huge movie and awesome to see. Um, it's seeing, but, I think it's seeing Tony interact with, with Steve and interacting with, with Bruce. Bruce and, yeah. That's... I don't know, man. Did the MCs come a, come a long way? We've they're not slowing down; they're ramping up. Where I do wonder, I do wonder what the next impactful thing from the MCU after. I mean, I guess Wandavision probably is it. To be honest, I probably um, like even though it's only two after Endgame, Wandavision was just so different. Yeah, that is probably Wandavision. But and, then, it, and it also showed the the, the relevancy or, or uh, of TV shows within the MCU. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. True. It, transferred mediums so i wonder what'll be next i mean like i guess loki is the next one that'll be most different but i don't know if that's but i'm not expecting it yeah. to be life-changing i mean i guess it could be eternals the eternals we're expecting a lot of negative things but if it turns out to be great it's gonna it be could be 4. eternals it's gonna be spider-man 3 um which is what you're you right. meant to say it, i did i think I, you're I right to say that you're right it is, I, it's gonna be spider-man 3 it is spider-man 3 that's a good point Man 3 for sure yeah the whole idea of having even if it was just never mind it's, everyone else if it was just alfred molina coming back that yeah. would be enough to make it spider-man 3 yeah uh and i think like playing off the idea with dr strange with it being a mm -hmm. multiverse and and i think dr strange multiverse of madness may tie into a little bit so it'll be like a combination of these two really yeah reason. i hear you but, but i think that spider-man 3 uh not 4 3 uh yeah. is definitely gonna be the next big the next big milestone the next landmark how could you believe that captain america 4 was the first one if you believed this was spider-man <laughs> uh because that i don't know man i my brain farted um but yeah i don't know like it is cool to see. And we're getting Spider-Man later this year. That's awesome. It's really exciting. Hopefully. <laughs> it's Hopefully. in like December. But um and your cat just stops halfway through his He does that. <laughs> his he, walk. He, he knows where my face is. And so he, like he'll do it in the mornings. Um 
like there's nothing interesting on my nightstand but while i'm laying there and he wants me to get up he'll he'll like sniff me on the nightstand so his butt's right in my face and i'm like no and so i, I at this point i know what it happens so whenever he like gets on the bed and starts his turn i like, turn away and like lean far away <laughs> so he does his thing and his butt's perched up and it's not working and he like looks back and he's like <laughs> he like, does it doesn't bother you right or if i'm like on my computer or something or i'm looking at my other monitor he'll sit right in front of the monitor so nice. he yeah he he knows exactly what he's doing yeah, but getting back to the MCU, um, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, how 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 did they do it? You know, <laughs> another one that could really be big, uh, another big landmark could be uh, Guardians Three. Maybe I think it could introduce. Uh, I think we're gonna get. Um, I almost said Sovereign. Uh, we're gonna get um, Sauron Adam. from Lord of the Rings: The Ultimate <laughs> Connection. Uh, yeah, Adam Warlock, that'd be big, but I don't know if... I mean, it depends I also, on what they do with him. Right? I also think they really haven't introduced... I think the first movie that introduces one of like the just entities of the universe, uh, whether it be like Living Tribunal or, or um, Lord Casper's mm. Order, just, the, the first movie that introduces one of the beings on that scale is going to be the next or another of the, the Milestones. Yeah, that's a good point. And I would lean, I'd lean towards, oh no. Honestly, I think it's Thor. Thor it 4 is going to introduce someone, I think. Unless it's another elder, which I, those are big characters, but they are like big characters. Down. I also would love to see two elders react with, or interact with each other. Right. Yeah. We need to see that good old brotherly love. <laughs> right. Hey, it's been two millennia since I've seen you. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a good point, though. But to get someone of the higher tier, which I think I would give it to either Doctor Strange 2 or Guardians 3. Yeah. One of those would probably get like a Living Tribunal, especially since Living Tribunal was teased in Doctor Strange 1. Yeah. Um, And Eternity was potentially teased in Guardians. That's true. That's a good point. What do you see? Eternity. I see Eternity. Uh, yeah, that's a cool moment for sure. Um, what do you and think? Plus, ego's ego's a celestial. Oh, he's not a celestial. Yeah, what's going on there? He's just got too big of an <laughs> celestial. Ego. Oh, okay. Nope. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I thought so. The I'm just. Um, what are your favorite Marvel moments briefly? Like, obviously we're not going to get into it, but like, so Marvel moments are like quotes or just, just a scene, like what, just, just a moment, I guess. I mean, I just remember, like, I think the part where like Avenger, so like, obviously I think I've told this story before, but like Iron Man one was hugely impactful to my life. I, I everyone take a drink. Cause I've said impactful like 12 times in the past five minutes, but, uh, <laughs> But it was it was huge to my life because it kind of helped push me in the direction of engineering. Mm. Um, like I saw Iron Man and I was like, yeah, that is awesome. And I know so many other engineers that think the same thing. They're like, yeah, I saw Iron Man one. And that was like, it was like, oh, I could do that. And then you get there and you're like, no, but no, uh, <laughs> but you, you can get close. Not really. But uh, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, so like Iron Man One was like hugely important to my life, but then, but the memory of Avengers Endgame 
you and I sitting out in front of the movie theater near campus for like three hours or whatever it was. We were just sitting there uh, because we didn't, I don't know. I feel like we didn't want to go anywhere else. We were just like, this is what we want to do. We want to see this movie. And right. like, I can't right. think about anything else right now. Right. It, we're uh, like, I don't want to wait in line. I don't want to get here. And they already be, we were, so, we were so early. We were so early. And that was just like such a good memory of mine to sit there. I remember we were even like reading the script of Avengers infinity yeah. war. Dude, we, we pulled it up and we were, we were not just like reading it on our own. We were like, say playing it back and forth. Right. Off each other. <laughs> yeah. It we was were good. so ready. It was, oh, that's it. That was a great memory. Uh, I was, I thought we were going to go more towards like actual MCU moments and not us really to it, but no, I, I, kinda, I do agree. Went off, but, uh... Uh, but I, I, I do think now remembering, recalling the second half of that, but yeah, that was, that was incredible. That was a great memory. Um, I think if we were to go back to answer what is like some of the favorite moments in the MCU. Sure. Uh, I think the one, like, you know, when you're talking about something and, and it gives you like that chills on your neck, which I just got, cause I, I thought about having chills and now I'm getting them. Cause right, yeah, naturally. but, but I think one of my favorite moments that gave me those is, and I'm getting them again, is in Avengers Endgame. Uh, and there's several moments at the MCU. So I don't want to say like, Oh, it only happened in the most recent big right. thing. But when, uh, cap is beaten down by thanos and he gets back up and he straps his shield on his arm oh man uh, and, and you just see the the absolute determination of this man i mean it's the half broken shield yeah, it's the half broken shield he just gets back up and it's like and he's like he's gonna lose the fight but he's gonna fight right i think that that's a very a very good moment yeah no, that's a good point there that's, that's probably the one of... i would choose i would choose as the top for now unless i had some a lot of time to think about it that is awesome. Um, I think another, I, I mean, we could honestly just talk about like Infinity War Endgame moments. Yeah. Uh, Cause those movies are so long, but like the, um, when Thanos sacrifices Gamora, that, oh, that moment is dude. like crazy because I think a lot of people didn't make the connection just like Gamora didn't, but like, I don't know. He's just like, there's a moment there where you get this chance to realize it before Gamora does. Yes. yes and you're like, like oh no. talking about you run. <laughs> and then she's like, you don't even love anything. And, and then he, just he says, turns around and there's like a single tear and you're just like, oh no, I'm sorry, little one. And then and Red the, Skull says the they're not for him. Right. And oh man. That's a that's a really um, good one. Yeah, it's a huge moment. Like, oh, um, oh man, to, yeah, <laughs> gotta go watch Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs> right, right. I need to, uh, I need to go see it. Man. I gotta go binge it, man. All right, let's let's both think of one more, and we'll probably. All right, um, from anywhere in the MCU. From or? anywhere in the MCU, just okay. one of those moments that gives you chills. One of those just defining, defining moments. Okay. I don't know if this is the one I want to go with, though. You know, I don't um, have one, so I gotta. You should have gone for that. No, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's obviously when Thor is playing Fortnite. That's my moment. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, well, the uh, moment I currently have, and I'll if you have one, I'll let you go first. But I just want to say mine is not necessarily like a great moment, but I think the the emotion that scene makes it really good. This one okay. scene, so I, I I'm gonna stick with this one, but uh. Maybe not everyone agrees with me, but go ahead and. Okay, I'm gonna go a little offbeat, uh, <laughs> just because I love this speech. 
Okay. And it's in Iron Man one when <laughs> it's like kind of the most meaningless series of dialogue um, to the entire MCU. But I love this speech that when Tony's presenting the Jericho missile, <laughs> he says, is it better to be uh, feared or respected? Is it too much to ask for both? They say the greatest weapon is one you never have to fire. I disagree. The greatest weapon is the one you only have to fire once. That's how dad does it. That's how America did it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. And then I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, fire off one of these bad boys and your enemies won't even want to crawl out of their caves. And I humbly present to you the Jericho. And then the wind push after the speech. Right. And like, that's so epic. I think uh, Iron Man one, every single line is just beautiful. Yeah. Every he, he's one of the greatest just... written characters in like cinematic history. That is a bold statement that I'm not going to oppose. Yeah. Like I, I'm not going to say he's the best, but I'm going to say he's one of the best. Uh, I think my, my scene that I'm going to choose is from guardians of the galaxy Two. Volume two. Oh, bold. Um, <laughs> when Ego says, "That's why I put the tumor in her head." Oh, and you, and you man. see Peter Quill like his eyes and his emotion change. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and just seeing in like s- slow motion, his, his like emotion just his face just turned to rage. And yeah, like how did uh, Chris Pratt had to come up with an emotion for? I just found out that my dad killed my mom. Yeah. And uh, and just seeing that coalesce, I think, is, is beautiful. And that's the scene I'm going to choose. Especially since it goes from him seeing that eternity scene to where he's, like, so in awe. And oh, then it goes yeah. to just, like, you did like, what this is This is... <laughs> having not known my father but growing to like but loving what he is and seeing like hey this is my this is my lineage it's really cool i can do all these things and my my dad has shown me everything so that's why i put the tomb in her head (laughs) and and that just unleashes all the trauma within him because right he he didn't live up to his mom's expectations he let her down like oh man (laughs) what's wrong with you boy that's my freaking father (laughs) uh yeah no that's a good point that's a good one uh, he may have been uh, your, but your father, but he wasn't your daddy. <laughs> yeah, Yondu. <laughs> the best line of the MCU. I'm that Mary one. Poppins, y'all. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's, that's the, the one. one. That's the one. Um, but yeah, this is this is being. I think that we should sit down at some point and actually come up with a, like a longer list of some of these moments and just explain them out. Because I think moments really cool. or or quotes. Both. I don't know. I think what they should be distinctive. They should. We shouldn't be able to con- include either but i think we could do a list for both of those i think seeing like images i just don't know like, how separate they'd be i mean most of our moments come from quotes right? I mean, like like I mean, what, like we didn't say my, i mean i my get first your captain moment, america one yeah my first moment yeah, wasn't true. a quote at all true okay uh, yeah that's fair and then we've got like him picking up thor's but hammer. i also think we've I, got the whole hammer industries uh we got the whole ha- <laughs> hammer being picked up in uh avengers 2 yeah, I, I think um, I think yeah, we could do there it. Could be, sure. I think there could be quotes, but also if there's like a short scene or an interaction between other characters, like if, if it, uh, I was talking to you, if it's like between Thor and, and Hela, uh, where she yeah. says, you can't defeat me. And I, he says, I know, I, I know, but he can. That's yeah. hard for it to be a single quote. 
Uh, so it's like a small little interaction. I think we I could would do say a list. that's a quote over a moment. I know, but he can. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it's not just it's not just him saying that line. It's the before what Hella yeah, says. Yeah, but when it's you look up after. like famous movie quotes, a lot of times what you get are like the the setup, the, for the play it, by the, play. Okay. Yeah, you get like mm. the line A, line B. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but I do think you do have some moments that are exclusively moments for sure. Right. Um, because you've got like a Iron Man uh, cutting up the turbine in Avengers, or him and War Machine fighting each other, or working together to fight um, Ivan, right? To fight Whiplash. Um, so like those are good moments for sure. Um, but that is a problem. Yeah, we could do that. Time. Hmm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. But yeah, this is probably where we're going to wrap up this week. Um, next week. Because if there's a new movie going to theaters, I'm unaware of it, which I might just be unaware of it, to be honest. But next week, in preparation for Army of the Dead, which comes out at the end of May, we will be watching Night of the Living Dead, the original 1960s George Romero film in all of its black and white goodness. So I'm going to say uh, my connection for next week might not be great. I'll have to work right. on that uh, because uh, I am moving out of the country for school this Saturday. Uh, Very cool. So I I will be quarantining in uh, St. Kitts for two weeks. Uh, and so I will be having hotel internet. Uh, in Which is the best country. internet. So, right, right. So <laughs> if, it's, if it's too bad, I may just have to not be it. But, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have to do a test. But I just want to let you know because uh, it's big. It's a big life step for me. Yeah, so. no, this is huge. Um, hopefully, we can figure things out. But yeah, mm-hmm. next week, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, we wish Ian safe travels, and uh, that yeah, there's no Saturday show um, because Falcon and the Winter Soldier is over, and um, but. Okay, there's a small possibility we don't do Night of the Living Dead. I will say that. And if we don't do Night of the Living Dead, we will do whatever premieres of The Bad Batch on Wednesday, which is supposedly is like 70 minutes long. Um, Because the following Saturday, we will also be doing The Bad Batch for the Friday episode. Um, So I, I haven't decided if I want to put all 100 minutes of Bad Batch onto a Saturday show which traditionally are shorter. You know, it would be interesting as an idea for a Saturday show, like the week after a, a show concludes is an, is like what, what we thought went wrong or what we thought didn't fell through with, so like with, with the episode, with the show we just finished. So like the week after oh. the week, like if we had done the week after Falcon and the Soldier finished, just what Saturday. went wrong. I feel like we talked about that though on Saturday. I, no? I, I mean, I guess. Yeah. We just talked, it's the finale. So we talked about it, but I think that'd be an interesting idea. Just, remembering things at the show why this is the worst show ever made no (laughs) why this show sucked yeah Uh, i don't know we we could do a separate summary show but i kind of feel like we but we did cover we did cover quite a bit of it yeah that's true Um, true. because like a good finale should somewhat be the sum of its parts listen i'm just trying to pad our 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 episode count right i mean this is this is 92 of the 
uh wednesday series i don't number the saturday episodes i'm trying to think where that will put 100 so 93 94 95 96 97 98 99 100 windows oh black two black widow's way out there it almost might be luca i don't know cool i, I might be miscounting it could be luca as number 100 but yeah so that's gonna be the show uh either uh night uh, night of the living dead that's the name of the movie i got there night of the living dead next week or the bad batch premiere um i'm not entirely sure which but i will be watching both probably <laughs> so uh so yeah that'll be next week um Ian Rosbondo, thanks for being here i'm joshua troop we'll catch you next time